Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Lee Smith, who keeps an eye on international affairs for the Weekly Standard, in particular the region of Iran. And Lee, when I saw the missile with the message in Hebrew written on it, Israel must be destroyed, you were the first person I thought of. So I thought we'd get an update from you on what is the current status of the Iran deal and Iran's compliance. Okay. Uh, always nice to be with you, Michael, even though I'd, I'd prefer you'd think about me you know, under un, other circumstances as well, and not just uh, not just missile launches, but thanks nonetheless. Um, yeah, the, 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 there were two mi- missile launches this week, um, one on Tuesday and one yesterday. The range of the missile on Tuesday was, I believe, 800 kilometers. Um, so that that would have that would actually target uh, our a- other allies in the Gulf. Uh, Turkey. The missile launch yesterday, however, I believe the it's 100, uh, 1,250 miles, which of course does reach Israel, and that was the what was the name the the Qadar um, H missiles, and these would indeed reach Israel, and these were the ones on the slogan inscribed on them in Hebrew: "Yes, Israel must be wiped off the face of the earth." So, well, I, I mean, I think one important way to see this, um, I, I mean, I should say that this does violate. Uh, testing t- testing these missiles does violate uh, UN Security Council resolutions. However, I, I think we can be fairly certain this um, this administration is unlikely, highly unlikely, to push back. Never mind snap back sanctions, as it has promised to do so in the past. I mean, you know, the Iranians torched two um, you know diplomatic missions of a longtime U.S. ally in Saudi Arabia. They kidnapped 10 American sailors at sea, and the administration did nothing. I mean, the first time when they burned the, when the Iranians burned the diplomatic missions, they, you know, the administration held the Saudis responsible. And when they kidnapped 10 American sailors, the administration said, well, they were treated very well. Their, you know, they, they treated their hostages very well. So I think the Iranians are pretty sure that this administration is unlikely to push back. Um, well, let me I ask you about know. another area for sure. uh, of questions and concerns. There was an interesting exchange yeah. at the State House, a State Department, excuse me, briefing, where uh, members of the press were asking, "We know the IEEA is doing inspections. Are you telling us that they're not going to be able to tell us what they find under the deal?" Lee, is it true that we, the people of America, are actually going to know less about what Iran is doing because they didn't give up their infrastructure? They've still got it. What they're doing with that infrastructure right. now, then, without the Iran deal? Yeah, I mean, apparently these were some of the reports coming out coming out earlier this week, um, based on a recent IAEA report that they don't have um, they don't have the same reporting ability because of the stipulations of the uh, Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. So the reporting is, I believe, less uh, <clears throat> less rigorous than it was before the Iran deal. Now, of course, the administration is pushing back against this, but we have it on pretty solid. Um, you know, we have it on uh, pretty the solid word of people like David Albright, uh, Ali Hainonen as well, as well as the uh, as, as well as the Director General of the IAEA, um, uh, Director General Alano, saying that yes, we, we we just don't have the same we just don't have the same insight into the regime, uh, rather into the regime's nuclear facilities because of the uh, because of the nuclear deal. So we'll see how this resolves itself. I'm a little less certain about this, so we should probably. Uh, the administration has been concerned about this, and is pushing back in different ways. I and mean, I, I think right now we can be 
the thing to be alarmed about is the ballistic um, the ballistic missiles test. I mean, uh, because we need to remember that the nuclear program moves along a number of different lines, right? It's not just it's not just enrichment. I mean, well, it, well, there there is also the missiles program, which is a really big deal, and we saw what they did this week. So, I, I mean, from my perspective, I think that that's what we need to be focusing on right now. So, a pedestrian um, view might be that you need a bomb and a way to deliver it. They've agreed to, at least in any public way we can see, stop working on the bomb. But now they've got more money to spend on ways to deliver it. And 10 right. years from now, they could have a sophisticated missile system that reaches anyone they want to reach pretty much. And then they're free once again to pursue a bomb. Right. I mean, I, 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 I think this is the way to, again, we need to understand that the system moves in. And, and it's not just the weapons program. We need to understand how the Iranians are behaving more generally. Right. If we also look at who are they going after? They're not just looking at Israel when they're sending these missiles. We're also talking about our allies in the Gulf Cooperation Council states. They're looking at NATO member Turkey. They're looking at Jordan. But what all the, these, things, these things all have one thing in common, right? The United States. So even though this particular president, if you look at the recent Jeffrey Goldberg article that was published today, a uh, very long interview with President Obama, if you look at how Obama uh, perceives of our allies, it's very different from the traditional view of allies. The Iranians look at American allies and they see one thing. They see the United States. Mm -hmm. It's how we project power through allies. This is not how the president sees it. The president um, expresses uh, at times uh, disdain, uh, frustration, even contempt for different allies. So, I, I mean, I, 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 think this is, I think this is a very, very important thing. I, I think this is a very important thing to keep in mind. That while these missile while these missile tests are targeting, while they have the anti-Israel slogans and stamped on them, this is also about the United States. It's primarily about the United States. And so that brings us to the kind of final portion of the conversation, Lee, which is the United States responding in particular politically. Uh, I haven't heard much talk mm -hmm. about foreign policy at all, really, in the presidential race when you look at the, let, let's face it, Lee, 80% right. of it is about Donald Trump. So that only leaves about 20% right. to cover all issues. Yeah, okay. What's right. the foreign policy issue? They That's talk about ISIS. They talk about Syria. Let me right. ask you two questions. What have you heard uh, from the Republican candidates about Iran that you think the average person trying to keep up should know about? And then secondly, is Iran a winning issue for Republicans? Do you think people get passionate? I get passionate because I'm, thanks to you and thanks right. to these podcasts, I know about how <laughs> yeah. hard Iran has worked to kill Americans, how many Americans they killed during the Iraq war, right. how they're still working to kill Americans. But I just don't know if the average person knows that. So your take on those two things. No, I, I, yeah, I think I, I, I would tend to agree with you. I and mean, I think the big issues are still ISIS um, and the Syrian conflict, especially as it gives rise to uh, a refugee crisis and especially as ISIS is fighting there. So Assad is still something of a concern, but no, I agree with you. I think that in some ways, I think in some ways the um, the joint comprehensive plan of action has moved, as the president intended, has moved the uh, Iran debate aside. And so even though we try to uh, continue to raise this and point to the continued problems with Iran, and to say, again, it's not just about the nuclear weapons program, it's about a larger regional project. Um, that really intends to weaken American allies and therefore the United States. I do think that this is something that has probably been moved aside and maybe, maybe as we move further and further along in the, uh, in the electoral cycle, 
and we'll have more attention. We'll have more attention focused on this. I certainly hope whoever the Democrats uh, put forth, presumably Hillary Clinton, and whoever the uh, Republicans put forth, I certainly hope that there's a lot of attention paid to this. But right now, I agree with you. Not enough. Not enough at all. Is the phrase "tear up the Iran deal" on the first day uh, a workable phrase? As you know, the diplomacy, the rules, and the politics. It's a workable phrase. I mean, I I just don't know what it means right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, if it means we're going to reimpose heavy sanctions on the Iranians, yeah, I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see it happen right now. I mean, again, they're in violation of UN Security Council resolutions. We can and should put sanctions back on them for fear that they, we, I mean, among other things, this administration is not for fear that they'll walk away from the Iran deal. I would like to think that the next uh, administration will, will be most interested in keeping the Iranians from causing lots of trouble, including with a nuclear weapon. And if that means that we move away from the Iran deal, then that means the JCPOA is, 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 is busted. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly comfortable with that. And then we find another way, there has to be another way to deter them, because we can see right now the JCPOA is not working, right? right? If you're just talking about enrichment of uranium, that's one thing. But of course, as you pointed out before, with the IAEA, we don't have enough insight into it even. But what we do know is how the Iranians are moving on other fronts. And what we can see right now is this is not slowing down the Iranians. This is not stopping them from causing trouble. So the next administration is going to have to figure out a way how to do that. So it seems to me quite clear that JCPOA is not cutting it. And you'd see it would seem to be the case that if you're a Republican who opposes this deal, that the Iranians have given you all the fuel you need to feed the argument. Look, this hasn't changed their behavior at all from the standpoint of belligerence and the and the overall project. They're still they're 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 as aggressive as ever. And that's why we love talking to you, Lee Smith, at the Weekly Standard. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Michael. Thanks very kindly. And I'll try to think of you next time in some other non-ballistic context. Yeah, you know, we got baseball season coming up, so let's talk about that. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.